Welcome back, Football Gods, a fantasy football podcast, week one, episode four. We also are on the good old Zoom call with Chewy, aka Game of Mahomes. Chewy, how you doing, buddy? What's up, boys? It's good to be back. Absolutely. Uh, as both of y'all have listened the last couple episodes, we had Chewy, Craig, and Adam on there. So this is actually kind of a, a good test uh, to use Zoom, see how the audio quality comes across when we upload the episode. I'm probably going to be using Zoom whenever I invite some of the other members on. So it'll be kind of a test to see how the quality is. And you guys will have to kind of give me some feedback. So football's back, baby. How excited are you, Chewy? Dude, I'm so excited. I, uh, I like cleared the schedule. You know, I did all the stuff earlier in the week and like over Friday and Saturday. So that Sunday, like everybody knew at one o'clock it's over. Like I'm into football now. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and just football back in in general, football's back. Fantasy's back. We kicked it off Thursday night, had a, had a pretty good game, Kansas city versus the Detroit lions. A little bit of a surprise, maybe not for Craig per se, because I think he actually took uh, the Detroit lions to win possibly, but uh, yeah. Um, I think it was a little bit of a surprise for some people. What did you think of that game? I thought it was a surprise. Yeah. I, I was I was kind of shocked. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but I, uh, I think I, them not having Kelsey played a little bit of role into that, right? I think I think obviously that that had a big impact on it. But overall, um, like I said, football's back. I'm like you. S- Thursday was good. Don't get me wrong, but that wasn't the day that I was waiting for. I was waiting for Sunday. Woke up, did a little Peloton that morning, got a good workout in. And then I think I got Chipotle for lunch, maybe like right around 1245, one o'clock came around and I don't think I did a damn thing all day long and until yeah, now, that night. I know one thing, like the, the texts were flying and like the Marcos were going, I was like, this is what I miss, yep. you know, like, like there's like a dead zone when football's not on where like we still communicate, but not the same no. that, that dude, my phone was going off yeah. the hook. Yeah. And, and like you mentioned in one of the other episodes, you mentioned how like you were trying to get back into the league. Right. And, um, you know, now that you're in there now you don't have to listen to all of us talking about what's going on with our fantasy players. And you're just like, whatever, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. like, I'm, let me, let me figure out what's on my team. Now we know who what's going on with your team. Cause we can take a look at it and see who's, see who's going on. So yeah. Um, obviously good to have you on again, Chewy. Uh, like I said, the f- first episode that we're going to be doing with Zoom. So hopefully the quality comes across pretty good when I upload it. And then from here on, I'm going to start having guests starting in week two. And obviously, uh, I think some of y'all understand the premises of what we're doing on a weekend, week week out basis. We're going to be reviewing a little bit of, of the previous week. So we'll take a look at week one, look at the managers who won. Um, you know, there were obviously some some pretty good performances like from you and Stuart, Stuart from League One and you from League Two. Uh, that's how we're going to refer to them. So the foundry is listed as League One and then Kevin Allen's house draft is listed as League Two. So we had obviously high scores from both leagues. And then we'll take a look at maybe some waiver wire pickups. Um, you know, obviously waiver wires ended. We'll explain how the waiver wire works for those that may be tuning in that aren't in the league, which probably isn't anybody. Um, and then we'll also look at some top performers, maybe some shockers of some players that put up some pretty good fantasy numbers that maybe was a little bit of a surprise and then maybe some duds. So we have some fantasy duds, fantasy studs, um, and then look ahead just briefly to week two, uh, see who's, see who's playing who, maybe some injuries to, to discuss. And then, uh, we'll obviously do Craig's draft Kings bid at the end. I actually got him to send me a text oh, message. He- yeah, he sent me nice. the yeah he, sent me, yeah, he sent me the link of who he wants to use. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll kind of kick that off. Um, the the best part. So 
like we've talked about it like two maybe three that maybe all three episodes we talked about getting back in the league and, and you brought that up i cannot tell you how sweet it is to get back in the league and to throw up the high score between both combined leagues it's like that's what's up yes. daddy left the champion came back yes. the champion. yeah that was um Obviously, thanks to Dallas's D. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to tell you I didn't get lucky. I did, but it, it still felt good. Yeah, it's funny. I, obviously, you probably saw on the text, Chris was like, is this the most points anybody's put up? And I think I answered him within like 30 seconds. Um, I've, I've looked at the history. So you can actually, in Yahoo, for those who don't know, you can actually go in and look at the history books. And so like when you're in a league, you can click on like the league. And then I think it's literally called history books or record books, one of the two. And so you can click on it and it'll show you, you know, the most points from offense. I don't think it always does positional. I don't think it does positional in general, but it does do the defense. So I just scrolled down to see um, who's it. A, it tells you who scored the most defensive points from last year. Cause you're looking at last year's league and then it'll tell you who scored the most defensive points all time in a single game. And so the most we've ever had was, like I said, it was Philadelphia Eagles in 2019 so in our friends league chris had him and then the making league i actually had him i was playing against juice i went back and looked to see if there was any other number in there and i had i had him that year and i played against juice in 2019 and i had him put up 45 points so this is the second most fantasy points a defense has ever put up wow yeah dude you want to talk about crumble man poor giants they just crumbled like i i I don't expect that obviously nobody's gonna expect that other defense but um that's like a once in a season kind of thing. Well, and and in all fairness, I'm going to look it up while we're talking right now. Um, they may have been. They've obviously always had a pretty good defense, right? So, but were they the highest scoring defense last year? Is that possible? I don't know. I know that they're projected number one this this season. Yeah. So they overall. they were number two. So number one was New England with 234 overall points last year. Dallas had 224. They were actually tied with Philadelphia Eagles. So I, mean, I would not have guessed New England. That's no. interesting. No, I think they started off strong, like really strong last year. I don't know if there's a way to look at now. You can't look at last year's. Um, but I think they kind of tailored, tailored off after that. But, yeah, um, I mean, you're 44 points. Obviously, we knew Dallas's defense was going to be good. But, yeah, wow. Yeah, I never, never expected that. You and, you know, I was complaining earlier in the game at it because some of my early players did so poorly. I was like, man, I'm going to lose this first game. Yep. And then, never mind. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and Daniel Jones, you know, obviously the Giants paid all that money to Daniel Jones. They they gave a little bit more money to Saquon Barkley this year. And wow, yeah. they just got demolished. Wasn't even close. I was actually excited because, you know, we had a pretty good, I had a pretty close game with Rob going and in, going into Sunday night. And then I had... Um, Darren Waller. So I was hoping he was going to put up some points and then them getting crushed like that. I'm like, Hey, that's good. Right. The offense is going to pass. So my player is going to get some points, but that was not the case, unfortunately. So, um, well, I got Waller too. So I was, I was hoping for better. I mean, thing is, even though, you know, they were getting as crushed as they were, he did get his touches. Yeah. He did get, some, so that makes me feel good. Like maybe when they're not playing yep. that poorly, he'll get some better touches. Yep. Yeah. No, you're, you're 100%. And he had a little bit of a hamstring injury. So you got to take that into consideration, but, um, right. but yeah, so yeah, let's, let's just run th- down how week one kind of presented itself. So uh, just going kind of matchup by matchup. I'm not going to say exactly who they were playing specifically, but we got eight winners, obviously. We got eight, you know, we have four different games in each league. So Chris, Chris took the dub uh, over over Adam. Uh, I have him in here because there's a different note I'm going to talk about. But he scored. Chris had 
he scored 99 points. So it was actually the lowest amount to win this week. So Chris is a situation where kind of strength and schedule comes into play, right? You look at Craig. Craig uh, was playing against Stewart, and Craig scored the third most points in our league, and he lost to the to the highest score points of the of the week in Stewart. So Dude, I saw that. That's yeah. brutal. That's brutal. Yeah. So strength of schedule, man. That's where it comes into play. You can get lucky, right? You can score. We have eight people in each league, right? So you can be the seventh highest scoring points, but if you play that eighth person, that's all that matters, right? And you get that dub, and at the end of the year. You know, you're going to need some breaks like that. And so Chris had a little bit of – I mean, he put up 100 points. There's there's nothing yeah. super yeah. wrong with that. That's not a bad average at the end of the year. I mean, you're not going to you're not going to be number one by any means, but scoring 100 points is reasonable, right? It's it's not a bad week. He just happened to play Chris, uh, Adam, who was scored less than that, and we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, Chewy, you obviously yeah. got the dub as well. Like you mentioned, you scored the most points out of both leagues, so you're technically one, number one out of 16 teams. Um, and I didn't have a list to kind of go down to show that, but that's okay. We can kind of review that in a, in a, in a separate week, but, um, obviously Champ is back, baby. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter. Like if you're number one out of 16, really all that matters is you're number one out of your group of eight and yeah. you have a pretty big lead right now. So, uh, big performance, obviously, uh, you had Tyree kill who scored 39 fantasy points, I think is what it was. And then you had Dallas's defense who scored 44. So 83 points you got from just two players of your 144. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, I, I think last episode, uh, Adam was talking about how Tyreek could be the number one wide receiver at yep. the end of the year, and I think that he's it's it's very real, at least top five. Yep. Based on that performance, as long as he stays healthy, I think so. Yeah, and and that kind of goes into play, and you know, we're gonna look at some top waiver waiver ads for League One and League Two, and if once once we tell you about who Adam picked up and what how much money he spent, I think mm-hmm. that plays right hand in hand with his his thought process that. Tyreek Hill is going to be the number one. Well, if Tyreek Hill is the number one wide receiver, his quarterback's going to do pretty good too. So um, kind of moving down the list, Vic put up 121. Uh, looking at his matchup, he really didn't have any players that like truly went off. Um, I can pull it up real quick. Where is he? Oh, his his name. Thank goodness he's, he actually put his name in there. His name is he- The Hemorrhoids. 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 Yeah. I don't know if it's if that's a play on somebody he's got or if that's literally how you spell hemorrhoids. I guess it's probably I mean, how, you spend it, or how you spell it to begin with, but. I'm actually surprised Amon St. Brown didn't get more points because I feel like in the game when I was watching it, I thought he was like going ballistic. Yeah. Yeah. So he put up 121. You're exactly right, Chewy. I feel like he was catching every other ball and he only scored 16 points, which obviously is a great week from a wide receiver standpoint, right? Or not a great week, but a good week. Pretty solid week, right? Yeah, that's Um, solid. But it wasn't 39 points like Tyreek Hill. So that's true. Um, true. So yeah, he put up 121. He did have Christian McCaffrey who put up 24. But, you know, Jalen Hurts had 12, right? He had 12 from Metcalf. So if you look at his team, they were just, they were all above 10 minus his tight end and his kicker. So he had 11 points combined between those two players. He still still scored 121, so solid week there. So moving on down, uh, Juicy J took the dub. He had the combo of Austin Eckler and Aaron Jones. So two really good running backs there. They might actually be number one and number two at this point. Yeah, dude had the running back smash. Yes. That was so, legit. Yep, 100%. So really, really good week for Juicy J getting the W there. Moving on over to League One. So we kind of reviewed the matchups of League Two uh, of those who won. Once again, Chris won, Chewy won, Vic won, and Juicy J won. So the, the four of those players started off 1-0. And then the other four members, that would be Kenny, um, Adam. Stute. No, not Stutes. Oh, no, not Stutes and yours. Yeah, Kenny, Adam, Zach, and Kevin Allen. 
So yep. those four are 0 and, 0 and 1 to start the league. Uh, to kind of hit on a note of that, so Adam, you scored the least amount of points out of the entire league, or both leagues so far at this point. So you scored a whopping 60 fantasy points. Your defense was your high score at 15 points. So you know what that earned you, Adam? <laughs> that's what you get. Oh, Adam, that's what you get. Dude, and you know what's messed up is he had the combo. He's one of the few players with like a, a quarterback wide receiver combo that like is supposed to go off. 3.18 points yep. and zero. Yep. Total wow. duds. You know, when we, when we talk about fantasy duds, uh, his two players are right at the top, Burrow and Higgins, right? So, so moving on to League One real quick. Um, so Rob took on me. He beat me. Pretty close game until the last until Monday night. I had Josh Allen and Garrett Wilson, and then he had Buffalo's defense as well as Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs did really well, and Buffalo's defense did pretty good. So he had the combo of two and Diggs. Great game, Robert. Uh, Stutes Stutes pulled out the dub thanks to Dallas and Pollard. So kind of like you, he had Dallas's defense but instead of having. Uh, Tyreek Hill, he did have Pollard, who pretty he yeah. did obviously pretty well. Um, I legit think Stutes went to bed thinking he lost, and then when he woke up the next morning, he realized, "Holy crap, I won!" Oh, I'm sure he did. Like he, nobody expected Dallas. To do no, really cool. no, not at all. Um, and then Stewart, Stewart won his match. He was the high scorer in our in our league. I think he scored 131, or the, roughly 137 points. 37. Okay, thank you. He took on uh, he took on Craig. Pretty consistent across the board. Um, he's got some really good talent, right? Um, him drafting out of the one spot when it came back to him, like in the fourth, fifth round, whatever picks it was, he ended up taking ETN as well as um, uh, Redley. Both of those players did really well. I think they put up over 30 fantasy points total between the two. So really good win there. And then Wade took the dub as well. So he scored 105. So he was the second lowest. He was lowest in our league, second lowest overall out of both leagues combined to win. So 105 points out of Wade. So again, strength of schedule that kind of plays into the role there. Yep, yep, one hundred percent. So those are the four winners: Rob Stutes, Stewart, and Wade. Um, Myself, Scott Ahonen, uh, Craig Krupp, and then one other person. I forgot who. Oh, Hasty. So the four of us are zero and one. Craig, that's that's rough. Yeah, one seventeen. He like anybody else, he would have won that game pretty yep. much. Yep, one hundred percent lost that one. Yeah, so he he thought he was the second highest, and he was like, "Man, that kind of stinks." I, I finished, you know, second highest points in the league, but then obviously that was he was in in place, or he was getting ready to finish second in, in points. But then right. Stutz's team, his Dallas, obviously Dallas and Pollard, he scored like over sixty fantasy points between the two of those. So. Stutz ended up finishing with the second most points in League One, uh, and then Craig was at third. But you're right; he could have played five other people basically, and he would have won. He just happened to play one of the two players that finished above him. So that's all right. Craig's got a good team. Um, yeah, 100. Yeah. It's all luck of the draw, right? Some I will say, Stutz always makes this comment that it's luck. Some of it is luck. There's very slight. I would say 10 percent luck, 90 percent skill. Right? Are you putting in the right players? Are you playing the right person? We really didn't have anybody make any gambles really this week. I took a look to see. You know who ended up making a good start that shouldn't have started. Um, I ended up going with um, the running back out of. Uh, I ended up going with Mostert over over um, Jalen Waddle just because I thought he was going to do better. And then he ended up getting more fantasy points. It didn't really make a make a deal because I ended up losing anyway. So, but those are things right. that I'm kind of looking at, like who started a player that they really had no business starting them, and then they ended up costing them the win that week, or who ended up starting a player as a gamble over somebody else that maybe should have been a starter, and then it ends up, you know, 
kind of being a great play and you end up winning the game. So those are things I'm looking at. I didn't really see anything this week, but um, it's week one. It's tough. Like it's tough to know what's gamble yet. I think like week two, week three, then we'll see who's going to start like actually moving people in based on who they're playing. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit with Craig, right? He ended up starting Gibbs, and we were like, man, you really should have gone with Connor. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, and we were giving him shit the entire uh, – basically from Thursday to Sunday, we were giving him shit. Why the heck do you start Gibbs? Uh, I understand why he wanted to. Thursday night, right? He wants to watch his player play. He's a he's a rookie. He has a lot of uh, – there's a lot of, you know, talk about him. Potential. The, yeah, the quality of player that he's going to be. And so um, – you know, I, th- I think Connor ended up getting a little bit more than him, but it was by like a point or two, so it really didn't matter at the end of the day. He still would have lost regardless. But I still think yeah. starting Gibbs in that situation where you, you haven't seen him play yet, you don't know what he's going to give you. Connor finished pretty good last year. I think he was a top 10 running back, maybe even a top five running back. I'd have to go back and look. But he was a solid start last year, right? I just don't see how you start Gibbs over him. That's just, again, that's just my opinion. Uh, we were technically right because Connor got more fantasy points. But it wasn't by much, so it really didn't matter at the end of the day. So I can't say anything. I started Gibbs too. Like could have started Pacheco, could have started uh Cam A no. Who was my other one? Doesn't matter. Either way, I, I pulled the trigger just like Craig. I wanted to see that Thursday night, the rookie, see what he has. Yep. So I get it. So now I want to take a look at some weekly high scores for each league. Um from a performance standpoint, not from a team standpoint, where we talked about those, Stu and Chewy, but who were some top fantasy players uh, from a performance standpoint? So as we mentioned, uh, Tua, Tua had a great week. Uh, I think he tops the, the chart when it comes to quarterbacks. Pollard had a really good week. Tyreek Hill, Brandon Ayuk, CMC, um, Eckler, Redley, Aaron Jones. That's just a few, right? There were still some other guys, ETN, um, uh, Robinson from Atlanta, he had a pretty good week, but nothing super, n- nothing, nothing kind of pr- from a top performance standpoint. So those were those were kind of some some of the top dogs. A, f- a couple surprises: uh, Jacoby Myers out of New England, and then Puka Nakua. If I'm even saying his name right, um, yeah, I do, that was a surprise, a big surprise. And and they're actually doing some research. There was a lot of hype about him preseason. I'd never heard of the guy. Obviously, in in the for the Rams, you're thinking of Cooper Cup, right? Um, right. You're not thinking of Puka Nakua, um, but I think he's a rookie. He ended up having like 15 targets, 10 catches, had a pretty good week, a lot of fantasy points, and then Jacoby Myers um, had a pretty good week as well. So just a couple surprises there. Uh, those are some top top fantasy football player performances from week one. Oh, yeah, Duds, well, we already talked about one, and unfortunately Adam has both of them, Burrow and Higgins. I mean, zero and three. Uh, Lamar Jackson, yes, Josh Allen for sure. That was a bust. Cannot believe you know he didn't do better than that, dude. I, Josh Allen shocked me. I was yep. watching that game. I was like, dude, what's going on? Yep. Um, Goddard, Najee Harris, uh, Drake London. Drake London, I think, threw up a, a goose egg he, too. He, he did. did. Throw, he did throw up a goose egg. Yes, that was yes. a surprise too. I didn't realize I was going through all the leagues, just seeing who had kind of some low performances. I mean, if you scored eight, nine points, like that's not necessarily a dud, right? It's not great, but it's not a dud. You got to be like two, three points, four points or Josh Allen's situation. He had eight turnovers. I think he ended up finishing with nine fantasy points, which I don't know that you classify that as a dud, but not like Burrow and Higgins anyways, but you're not expecting uh, eight, nine fantasy points out of Josh Allen playing Monday Yeah, it's when you're projected or expected to be a top three quarterback and throw out a nine, that's what makes it a dud. 100%. Um, Goddard, I think he threw out a goose egg as well, didn't he? For Craig and a couple other guys? 
or whoever whoever had him in your league, but I think he scored zero points as well. Um, and then, yeah, Najee had a tough matchup, man. Going against San Fran, they have one of the top defenses in the league. Um, you know, they were behind big early. I mean, I think at the end of the first quarter, it was 17 nothing San Fran. So they're coming out. You know, Pittsburgh's got to try to play catch-up at this point. You know, they're not going to run the ball as much. So that really – he had a tough matchup to begin with, and then the game plan just kind of – the script went out the out the window when you're down that, that, that much that early in the game. And so – um, I'll yeah. look for those players to kind of bounce back. Um, also, you're missing one, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did have a goose egg as well. That's a goose egg, but I mean, yeah. that's like, that's rough. That is rough. And I think Kevin Allen has him, and he did not pick up a quarterback in the waiver wires, at least from a FAAB standpoint. He did not yeah. pick up any quarterback. He may have picked somebody up when it was free-for-all, um, right. but um, great time at this point to kind of lead into that segment. So, Really what I wanted to talk about is some top waiver ads from both leagues. So from League One and League Two. Uh, again, League One is the Foundry Draft. League Two is Kevin Allen's House Draft. So kind of an overview of how we do our waiver wires. We do FAAB. Um, and I think what it stands for is Free Agent Acquisition Budget, basically, is what it is. Nice. And nice. So Way to remember that. I think that's what it's called. Hopefully I didn't get that wrong. That sounds right. Yeah. Free Agent Acquisition Budget. Um so the premise of that, again, for those who may be tuning in, which is probably nobody outside of the league, is you have a budget for the entire year. It doesn't really matter what that budget is. It's arbitrary. It could be a thousand bucks. It could be a hundred bucks. Um, we're not paying for it. We just have to assign a budget. So we do a hundred bucks. You have a hundred bucks for the entire year. So Monday night ends. Now all of a sudden Tuesday is basically uh, the day after Monday. You can, you can start the transactions on Monday for the Sunday games or Friday for the Thursday games. Um, to basically drop a player and add a player, and it's not a free-for-all. So it is everybody has an opportunity to add a player. And so you take your your chance. You say, hey, I want to pick up Joe Schmo off of the waiver wire who had a good week one game. I want to drop whoever it is I'm going to drop on my league, and I put in a bid for him. So a dollar, $2, $0. You can technically do a $0 bid, and if you're the only one to bid on the guy, you actually get him. But that budget lasts you the entire year. So if you use... $50 in week one and $50 in week two. Now all of a sudden your hundred dollar budget's gone and you can no longer win any bids by bidding more than $0. Your, your bids have to be $0, right? And so after Tuesday, Tuesday night, that, that bidding process ends Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, we wake up, we see who won who, um, you know, for instance, I'm gonna talk about it now. Tua ended up going for $31 to Adam. I think he was mm-hmm. the only one to bid on, on Tua. So he could yeah. have bid a dollar and gotten Tua, but he didn't know that. He thought, he thought Kevin was, didn't have a quarterback. Obviously he had Aaron Rodgers. He's out for the year. So he thought Kevin was going to bid on him. And so Adam's like, I need to bump up my, he probably started at like 15. Cause that's what, that's what I do too. I'll start at a lower amount. And then later in the day I'll, I'll reset. No, nah, let me go to 20. No, nah, let me go to 25. Let me go to 31. And so Adam, I don't know if that's what he did, but it might be. Um, and so he ended up getting them for $31. And so now, I don't know if Adam picked up anybody else, but if he didn't, he has $69 left for the remainder of the year, right? And he may go a couple weeks without even bidding. And yet again, you can bid $0 on a player. And if you're the only one to bid on him, you get him for $0. So you can bid a dollar. If it ties, so if it goes, if Chewy, you and I are in the same league, we both bid $5 for the same player, then it goes to traditional waiver wire rules where it's whoever's in last place or whoever has the highest priority will get them in that, in that situation. So um, kind of some top waiver ads for League One, um, Justice Hill. So he obviously, he, him playing for the Ravens, uh, J.K. Dobbins went down with an, another Achilles injuries between him and, and Rogers. Some really good uh, yeah, players. That's a lot. Yeah, so him and his players, man, between him and Rogers, two good players that were 
probably slated to have some good years. Um, went down relatively early in the game. And so that was unfortunate. I have J.K. Dobbins myself. He put up 10 points in the first half. And then Justice Hill actually had two touchdowns after J.K. Dobbins went down. So um, Justice Hill to him. Joshua Kelly went for $14 to Wade. Um, I, I ended up spending a little bit of money on players. I didn't listen necessarily, but I like I spent a couple of, $4 on a kicker, $4 on a defense, or maybe $8 on a kicker, $4 on a, on a defense, and then $4 on Justin Love. So there were some players in there that, that were kind of lower amounts, but these were some higher amounts that people were paying. Um, I did want to point out Stu grabbed Puka, Nakua, Gainwell, who's for the Eagles, and then Nico Collins for um, for the Texans, and he, he got all three of those for free. So going back to that, after Wednesday morning happens, the transactions go through. Anytime you want to pick up at that point, it is a free-for-all. So you don't have to bid on players anymore. So um, Stu picked up a couple people for free who were some um, top-priority ads. Honestly, when you look at some of the websites on who are players you should be targeting, Puka and Gainwell were two of those that, that should have been targeted to begin with but weren't, and so he ended up getting them for free. Uh, Gainwell is actually out this week, so so Stewart, I'm sure you probably have already seen that, but he's already been ruled out for tomorrow night's game. Um, but he was the top dog for the Eagles, getting most of the carries. Uh, DeAndre Swift didn't get any, um, and then Boston Scott really didn't get many carries either. So Gainwell was the number one guy. Yeah, League Two. So like uh, Matt already said, Tua, thirty one dollars to Adam. Adam was not playing, dude. He wanted a quarterback. Um, Kenneth Gainwell, fifteen dollars, and so Zach spent some money. Yep. Kenneth Gainwell, 15 and then Tyler Allgaier, $14. So yep. he put a little bit of money out there for them. Um, Jacoby Myers went to Kenny for 8 and then Juicy J grabbed Bakua for free. I think it's funny that Bakua went for free in both leagues. Yep, yep. And he was, uh, like I said, he got a little bit of hype in the preseason um, and had a great week. I think, the, I think the concern from, at least from my point of view, is Sure, he had that many points in week one, and he might be a starter week two, week three, week four, but once Cooper Cup comes back, can you expect Puka Nakua um, to put up that? I'm not saying he's not going to be a fantasy producer, but you got to remember we're eight-man league. Teams are a little bit more stacked than a 10-man league, right? And so um, is he going to be somebody that you're going to be starting week in, week out? Uh, picking him up for free is not a big deal. I just I didn't see myself spending money on him when it wasn't I mean, necessarily a need. Like you look at your wide receivers, Jerry. Yeah. Like what are you going to do? You're going to Puka on I'm your bench the him. entire time, right? You're never going to yeah. start Puka unless you have some some pretty bad injuries, and then that's a different story, right? You'll look for you'll look to pick somebody else up at that point. You just said it. That's a four week gamble. Like yeah. if you need somebody for four weeks, that's him. And yeah. then I think you're right. Once uh, he should be thinking um, Cooper Cup. That that's his opportunity to come in and, and make a name. Yep. Yeah, 100%. And actually, what I wanted to do is point out, um, this is actually from last year. Um, actually, let's go to available players and take a look at this. So, Tutu Atwell, who also plays for the Rams, had a pretty good week in, in week one. He ended up having 15 points. But last year, when Wade was drafting, I think it was Tutu Atwell. I, I need somebody else to because his last name starts with an A. He had his players... As ter- in terms of like available players to draft, he had him in alphabetical order. So he was like, who the hell is this <laughs> Tutu right. Atwell guy? Um, and then now he puts up a pretty good week one stat line, right? He also plays for the Rams. So there was a couple players that actually put up some pretty good points for the Rams. So I don't think you can expect uh, Puka to do that on a weekend, week out basis, but we'll find out week two, right? Yeah. Um, and then last thing before we move on, I picked up Jordan Love for free. Yeah. That was not in our list. 
Yep. I, and I did not realize at the time when I did that, that Kenny or not Kenny, um, Kevin had, um, oh my gosh, Aaron Rodgers, who's out now. So I didn't, I didn't even mean to do that to like deprive him of the best possible quarterback that was open. I wanted him. So yeah, I don't know who, uh, does he have anybody else on his team? Does he have another quarterback? That's a really good question. Let's take a look at uh, his team. You can probably hear my clicking in the background. Um, yep. What is his name? Dickie Do Club. Dickie Do Club. Uh, he picked up Anthony Richardson. Okay. Not a bad pickup. Okay. Um, All right. He did not pick up. I don't know why he put Aaron Rodgers on IR. Um, you, can, you might as well just drop him because he's not coming yeah, he's back this year. And we're not doing keeper league. So. Uh, I don't yeah. know why he he is keeping him. You might as well just drop him. But Anthony Richardson put up 21 points, and he could have. He almost scored on it at the very end of the game. He almost had another rushing touchdown or a rushing touchdown. Uh, he already had one in the game. He almost had another one, so it could have been a 27 point uh, fantasy game, which would have been pretty good for his first first game. So, yeah, we'll see what he does. I am. You're 100 percent right. Why wasn't he trying to target? He could have picked up Anthony Richardson and another quarterback picked up somebody like Tua or or love jordan love had a pretty good week right and and he's i mean i think he's gonna do well um there so i like anthony richardson because all right so he did 21 points give or take against jacksonville his next three games this is houston baltimore the rams so he's going up against defenses that are much you know weaker yep. than your jacksonville so yeah yep. that's smart Yep, and then he has Jacksonville again, obviously. If you look at a lot of the – you're right. If you look at his – he's not playing against the San Frans of the world, right, or the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, those top defenses. So yeah. uh, he's got some really quality matchups. So I think that's going to end up playing well to him. Uh, you know, he's got a pretty good team. He's got ETN and Calvin Ridley, so some pretty good talent there. Nick Chubb, God, he was getting so many carries in week one. I was playing against him in my, in my league as well, and so I was kind of getting upset, but there's nobody else there. So, yeah, if he can get a reliable quarterback, uh, Kevin's going to have a pretty good team. So, Yeah, no, I think that's a very good pickup. Good job. Going to take a look real quickly at each matchup, kind of point out maybe some injuries that people are facing, some matchups. So we're going to start off with Batman and Dobbins versus CD's Nuts, ETN, Yo Mouth. Uh, AKA Stewart. Um, so pretty close matchup. Both of us are projected right around 110. So I'm projected just under 110. He's projected 108. So pretty good matchup. Stu, Stu is technically the underdog, but he's got some good talent, man. CMC, Calvin Redley, CD Lamb. He's got a solid team. There's some injuries on my end that may may end up hurting me. Aaron Jones. I don't have him in the starting lineup right now, but um, he obviously hurt his hamstring in week one. He's the number one fantasy running back right now after week one had a pretty good week and he didn't play basically the entire fourth quarter, but he is injured right now. And I don't know if he's going to play same with Jalen Waddle and Darren Waller. They're questionable. So my, my, uh, my lineup could look a little bit different as we go into that. Neither one of us have really tough matchups in terms of our players playing. Um, they're all projected pretty decent for their, for where they're at, but, uh, it'll be curious. Uh, I think we do have, I have somebody playing Thursday night. I have my kicker. And then he has a tight end playing Thursday night. But at the end of Sunday, we should know. I know he has New Orleans defense playing Monday night against Carolina. So it's going to come down to Monday night. We'll move on to Stutes versus Rob. Again, that's number two seed versus the number three seed or the number two ranked versus number three ranked. Um, Really kind of from an injury standpoint, Stutes has Mark Andrews, who obviously didn't play in week one, but hopefully he does return in week two. Tony Pollard has a tough matchup going against the Jets. So that's one of his running backs who put up some pretty good fantasy points in week one. Uh, they have a pretty tough matchup against the Jets. Jets have a pretty good defense. So, um, And then on Rob's side, 
relatively easy across the board. He does have Miami going against New England. New England's always going to be tough with Bill Belichick. So, um, but overall solid. You got 109 projection for Robert versus 107. So Robert is the favorite for week two. Then we move on to Craig, a.k.a. Dan Snyder, versus Scott, a.k.a. Scott's Splendid Team. Scott, if you're listening to this, can you please, for the love of God, go change your fantasy (laughs) name? Please. I think you were the only one in our league that has not changed his name. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Stutz is crazy team. Kenny's an amazing team. So in y'all's league, yeah. So this is is in League One. So Stutz and Scott, please go change your name. Um, so Scott's a pretty big underdog. He's playing against Craig and why is Craig projected so many points? So he's got Jalen hurts. Uh, he does have Tyree kill who's, who's projected pretty good. And then Saquon Barley, but he's pretty solid. Saquon Barkley. He's pretty solid across the board. Craig is projected 117 points just under, and Scott is projected 106. Um, he hopefully gets Travis Kelsey back for Scott. He does have him in the lineup. Um, and then Justin Fields, I mean, he's got, he's, Scott's got a pretty good team too. I'm surprised his projections are so low. I'm um, looking at. It. I'm like, I was I was just looking at that. I was like, man, he has a good team. Yeah, Bijan Robinson, Najee Harris, Travis Kelsey, uh, Pierce for Houston's kind of a iffy one, but he had a decent week one. So, um, but yeah, right now Najee's Craig's gonna bounce back. He won't. He won't stay down. Yeah. That was a bad week last Cor- week. Correct. Yeah, and that's uh, number five ranked versus the number eight ranked for Scott. So Scott's in eighth place in our league, and then kind of rounding out the league, we got Wade a.k.a. Wade County. And then we got Hasty, who's three big Ds and an L. Jackson. Um, uh, relatively cl- – actually, no, this is a lopsided one as well. We got Wade projected 115, and then we got Jason projected 105. Kind of key players to watch. You got Wade, who has Austin Eckler, who's been injured. He has an ankle injury from week one. He's questionable. I don't think he's practiced at this point. So it'll be curious to see if he ends up playing. And then the only real player that Jason has that's potentially hurt is Devontae Adams. I don't think it was a serious injury, so he should be good. Looking at his matchups, he really doesn't have any tough matchups either. Um, Patrick Mahomes going against Jacksonville, but I don't think that'll be too bad. Um, neither one of them have super tough matchups. They don't have anybody playing San Fran, right? Which, which is a potential killer for a fantasy football player. So that kind of rounds up league one. Drew, you want to take over league two, uh, talk about kind of the matchups too. Um, yeah, yeah, I got this. Uh, the big one is believe it or not me and Vic. So number one versus number two, the week one heavy hitters, if you will, um, people to look out for in this one. Obviously, he has Jalen Hurts versus I have Kirk Cousins. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Cousins, but at the projections, he's like, he's crushing me there. Um, he also has Christian McCaffrey. He's got a good team. Like, he is a, a all-around good team, like top to bottom. Like, nobody's like, in week one, he have anybody that threw up 40 points. For instance, they all threw up, like, double digits. So um, I'm a little nervous as well I should be. Uh, let's see. The second game to look out for is Adam and Zach. So brother-in-law battle. And this is a lopsided one. So Zach's projected 115. Adam's projected 101. Um, He's going to be thrown into a, so let's see what happens with that. Yeah. Adam made the comment earlier. He's like, I'm barely projected 101 fantasy points. Some of that's his tight end, right? He's only getting seven from David Njoku. Um, But if you look at like player versus player for the most part, the biggest differential is his defense. So New York Jets going against Dallas. Um, Zach has Buffalo going against the Raiders. So um, pretty big difference there. And then Josh Allen's projected almost 23, where two is only projected 17 uh, and a half, which I think is a little low considering he just put up 30 fantasy points. But 
New England solid against the defense. I'm sorry, New England solid against solid on the defensive side of things. So uh, maybe that's pretty accurate. Um, I yeah, it'll be curious Jets, to see how it ends up. The Jets' uh, projections low. I was like, did you all even see them last week against Buffalo? Yeah. Like that defense is sick. Um, so there's some some light at the end of the tunnel for Adam. Um, and then we've got uh, a four versus three. We got Wandering Hobo, Chris Metacon against Juicy J. Uh, let's see. Who are we looking out for in this one? Okay. Chris has got Patty Mahomes projected 23 points, whereas uh, Juicy J's got Lamar Jackson has got the show up this week. Beyond that, I mean, not a, a little lops, like 114, 105. Not really. I mean, that's fairly. Yeah, standard. 10 point. Yeah. Um, I Austin mean, he gets, Eckler, who's questionable. Yep. That might be a problem. Yeah, that could be a problem. And I don't know who Juicy J would put in there. Who else does he have? Oh, he's got Aaron Jones, too, who's questionable. So he might be hurting from the running back standpoint. Um, yeah. If Eckler is out, I tell you what, man, I don't think Aaron Jones is going to play this week. And if Eckler is out, it looks like Connor is limited as well with a calf injury. So if if all three of those players, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, and James Connor are all out, He's got to pick up somebody off of waiver wires because he does not have another running back that he can he can plug in there, right? His flex is a, is a wide receiver, so those are his only other th- other two running backs are on his bench are questionable as well. So that'll be curious to watch. Um, and then from from Chu or from Chris's standpoint, he does have Travis Kelsey in there, so hopefully he gets him back. It looks like uh, he was limited today, so hopefully that knee injury isn't too bad. But he's also got Mark Andrews on the bench. Um, who was also limited with his quad injury. So if he gets both those players back, I'll be curious to see if he ends up putting Andrew, Andrews in as the flex. Right now he's got James Cook from Buffalo. He might end up putting Andrews in there as a flex if he doesn't have to put him in there from a starting standpoint because Kelsey's out. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'll be curious to see what happens there. Yeah, he's waiting, man. When he gets back to healthy, he's going to have solid. He's got to get those tight ends straight. Yep. So All right, and then last but not least, we got a Dickie Doo Club, which is Kevin Allen versus Kenny's Amazing Team. So that's the one person in my league's got to change your name. Kenny's yes. amazing team. Come on, Kenny. I know you're uh, busy. Traveling a bunch. A, change it. Yeah. This is a straight up like good matchup. 102, 107. Yep. It's um you know, good to watch. I mean, Stefan Diggs, who went off last week, he's on projected fifteen. As you know, he could do much more than that. And then Kevin's gonna be looking to see if Alan Richardson, you know, comes back again with another high score. Yep. Yeah, so if he can get Richardson to get on board and, and put up some decent points, I think he's going to have a chance. Uh, you look at Kenny's team, he's hoping Jamar Chase bounces back. He has yep. Mostert starting right now, which I do notice that Mostert has a knee injury already. He was he did not even practice today, um, which that guy can't stay healthy either. He's like J.K. Dobbins 2.0. But um, he does have some other running backs he can throw in there. He can throw in Dalvin Cook, but he's going against Dallas. Um, got Devontae Williams going against, well, not yeah. Washington. I mean, they're good. Yeah, they uh, are good, too. Oh, here we go. DeAndre Swift versus Minnesota. Yeah, he may end up having to because it's, uh, Kenneth Gainwell's already been ruled out for Thursday night. So he may end up having to take somebody like uh, DeAndre Swift and plug him in there. So, so yeah, that, that kind of ends us, Chewy and myself, taking a look at the week two matchups for both leagues. One thing I did want to finish with is Craig's DraftKings bit. So y'all know that he did that at the end of episode three for week one. So he's actually sending those same picks for week two. If anybody did that bet, that bet won. Me and Craig. Me and Craig did it. Watch with 110 bucks. 110 on a $10 bet, correct? I think it was 110. Yeah, it was a $10 bet. That's 100 and... Might have been 130. Might have been. Yeah. So he ended up winning. Yeah, 130. So he, he is 1-0 and right now. So he has done a really good job from a bet standpoint. So um, 
he did send me his bets for this week. He did mention there are some tough spreads. So he's going with three spreads and a money line. Um, it is $10 to win 90. Um, he did make a mention that encourage people to use profit boosts or no sweat parlays. However, let's go ahead and dive in. So these, these spreads may have changed just slightly since he sent it to me, he sent it to me yesterday. Um, but let's take a look at who he has chosen. So from a spread standpoint, he has the LA chargers against Tennessee at Tennessee Sunday, uh, one o'clock. Um, he has a Thursday game, Sunday night game, and then two Sunday, one o'clock games. So we'll start off with the chargers at Tennessee Titans. They're minus 115. They're minus three. So he's going with the L.A. Chargers, minus three spread. Then we have another 1 o'clock game on Sunday, the Green Bay Packers, who are negative one or minus one against the Atlanta Falcons. I think that's a pretty solid. He makes, he makes some of these seem iffy, but I like that one. I think they're going to beat Atlanta by at least one, in my opinion. Um, who did he take? He took Green Bay? He took Green Bay minus one, yep. Uh, then he took for the Thursday night game, Minnesota at Philadelphia Eagles. It is actually, he took the money line. So he took the Philadelphia Eagles money line. I'm not sure exactly what the spread is, but he took them Monday. He took them money line. So like I said, I'm not sure what the spread was, but that was the one money line pick that he had, which is tomorrow night's game. And then Sunday night, actually, when you're all listening to it, it's going to be tonight's game. Um, and then Sunday night game, we got Miami Dolphins at New England Patriots. He likes the Miami Dolphins minus two and a half. So, oh yeah, no, I like these. Don't sound dicey to me. No, nah, they these don't. All sound pretty smart. Yep. So from like you said, from a four pick parlay, you bet ten dollars, you win ninety. He's already won people plus a hundred dollars from his week one picks. So again, he's got the L.A. Chargers minus three, the Green Bay Packers minus one, the Philadelphia Eagles money line, and then the Miami Dolphins minus two and a half. So um, we'll be able to look back and take a look to see how he did after week two picks. Yep. This was fun. Thanks for having yeah, me on. Absolutely. Thanks for joining. I'll be curious to see what the quality is. Like I said, I'm going to edit it in the morning and put, the, put it live for our folks to listen. Uh, episode four, Football Gods, a fantasy football podcast that kind of comes to an end. Nice having you on here, Chewy. Yep, we out.